Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharp Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Hey everyone. Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back to Mentoring, Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Musician. That really sounds like a late night show. It really does. It sounds like we practiced that. We didn't. We actually didn't. we just been... Uh, we've been talking over each other for a number of years. Long time. <laughs> Plenty long time. <laughs> many, so, many. so thank you for listening on whatever platform you are currently listening on. We we are mighty grateful to have you. Absolutely. To be able to bend your ear. And if you felt so inspired, so inclined to go leave a comment. Well, that's, or, I like the way you put that. Instead of telling them what to do, you yeah, give well, them the option. I want to give them the option. You know, <laughs> that's nice. If they would like to, you know, leave a comment and say how much they love the show. We would love that. You know, if you want to talk about how much you hate the show, I suppose that's okay. Sure. But you know, if that's the case, probably leave it to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Or find something else to do. <laughs> you can stop <laughs> listening right now. Uh, today on the show, we are going to be talking about what is your level of your career. So, so as- are you aspiring, aspiring emerging, emerging established. or established? And what that would mean. Right. And why does that matter? And look, so the, re- the reason that, that, um, that we really wanted to talk about this today is because it has been coming up. A lot. It's coming a lot of a lot. We've we've been seeing a lot of people talking about it. We're talking to our art students about it. Yeah, that it's a lot. It's been coming up a lot in in terms of that people don't are not taking that into consideration. Right. Right. For where you're at, are you so aspiring, emerging, established? Right. So let's quickly just sort of give you like a little Reader's Digest version. If of, anybody ever reads that right, anymore, of what those would be. Let's say aspiring artist. You probably don't really have a fan base. Right. Probably or if you do. It's it's small. It's small. Maybe your friends at school or your right. family or that kind of thing. You um, may or may not have released any real recorded material. But you, probably not. But probably not. Um, you you know you you probably are still doing like coffee houses and yeah. and uh, you might do you know the you know, like talent shows right and, right you know maybe you play a set in an open mic somewhere right, right? but probably not um, super um, experienced in terms of playing live right and. Maybe young. You may not be. You, right. You don't have to be young for this. I mean, there's plenty of examples of people who started super late. The one that jumps to mind, of course, is uh, Mary Gaucher. Right. Right. Who started super late in her 30s and would have been an, an aspiring artist at 35, probably. Right. right? right. And um, she's. And I bring her up because she's the exception that proves the rule. Right. She's the one that lets you know that it's never too late. Because no, she's exactly. amazing, she's amazing, and, and incredible uh, songwriter and incredible performer, really. Yeah, oh, totally. Um, yeah, and super authentic yeah. and real, and, yeah. and and so so it isn't doesn't necessarily have to be age, although most times it is. Yeah. So right. most of the time, when you think of yourself as an aspiring artist, you're going to be somewhere maybe in your teens into your early 20s. early twenties, right? Yeah. Then yeah. emerging artist, mm-hmm. you're going to know if you're an emerging artist because you probably have an have a fan base, right? Um, you probably have whether it's a whether it's a couple hundred or a couple thousand, right? You you probably have done quite a bit of playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, you've been doing some recording in whatever you know capacity that no, is, absolutely. whether it's at home on GarageBand or on Logic, right? Making some really great sound and work tapes, or if it's something that you've actually spent money on to release. Yep. Or if you've worked with you know producers and mm-hmm. other writers or other um, you know, session players, if you're a solo artist, mm-hmm. but that you've got some some bit, a bit of the ball rolling right, right. Yeah. That, that you're not um brandy new 
to this <laughs> w- whatever whatever thing is going say on. Say the brandy. But but happens we say the word brandy. The <laughs> the emerging artist is is pretty vast. Like that could be that's a wide range. It of really things. is. And 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 aspiring and, and emerging artists are going to have a brief period of time where they actually cross over. Right. Where you know an aspiring artist who's got a you know 150 to 200 fans and maybe is almost an emerging artist. May cross right. over with an emerging artist right. who's got maybe so 500 don't, don't worry too much about defining which of these you're. It's not like cut and dried, I'm no, here, right. here, here. But right. it's, it's just, just to give you a ballpark of the kind of things that you're going to focus on. Right. And, and some of the stuff that we're going to talk about in, the, in this podcast. Exactly. All right. So then, the, so the, I mean, the emerging artist can be vast and it can, yeah. it can be a long period of time as sure. well it could be a decade it, 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 it could absolutely be could be what it, it could mm-hmm. almost it could it can almost be perpetual yes um although at some point mm-hmm. you become established as an emerging artist as an emerging artist <laughs> right exactly um right like you might never you might never get better i don't want to put it that way i want to you might never get to a, a level or a stage that is greater than having 500 fans right but those five of those five hundred fans, you might have a hundred of them who support you on your Patreon page, right? And, and right, and give you you know ten bucks a month, right? Right, right. So, which we, you know, so do you want a thousand bucks a month from your fans, right? To to you know support your career and right, come up exactly. To, yeah, you totally do. So it, it don't think don't look down on yourself. No matter where you are in this, oh, absolutely it, not. It, yeah, you, just, you right. You just want to understand self knowledge. Right. And none of this, right? None of this is about is it about attaching a judgment or a value level? No, to where you are in your career. Nope. It's really more about so that you will know what steps you need are going to be most helpful for you to take next. Exactly, and it's like take, taking a career inventory. Exactly, of like what do you have to work with? Right. And you're not going to exactly. judge if you're taking an inventory of what you've got in the warehouse. You're not going to judge yourself because you're low on oats. Right. You exactly. would just notice, oh, I don't have a lot of oats well, to what sell. What kind of warehouse are you talking about? A warehouse that has oats in it. You know. <laughs> it's supposed to, to have I'm more just, oats, and it had fewer oats. I'm now you're to, like, wow, I need I'm to order some oats. trying to picture what kind of warehouse would even have oats in it. Like, I don't know. It's the warehouse, 1850s? I'm I don't guessing know. guessing the warehouse that has oats in it is probably just, they make oats. They sell oats. What if it's BJ's? You know what I mean? Then <laughs> oh, BJ's have oats? They have oatmeal and oh, oats. Okay, if you're doing it that way. Okay, so oatmeal, oatmeal is a little different than Yeah, oats. but the Quaker oats are just a box. It's just a box of oats. It is kinda. Do we have quick oats at the house? I don't know. Let me check. Oh, so we're out of oats. See, so you just said another kind of oats, the quick oats. Right. There's still oats. I'm okay. not it's not a bag. It's not a feed bag of oats. <laughs> Although it could be. I'm not judging your oats. <laughs> However you want to sell your oats, it's you know your issue. Well done. Well done. So all right, well, so well then done. then we get into the established. Now, yeah. if you are an established artist, you probably know you're an established artist um yeah. in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um you probably people in the industry will take your phone calls <laughs> or um, maybe call you or maybe call you there are or probably people that want things from you totally um you could th- probably get paid for a speaking engagement exactly and you're probably making all of your money from your art from your career right. from your you, music career right you don't have a day job unless you want exactly one. um but again established artists can also be that can be like huge. Vast. Like, I mean, that's absolutely. that can be a long. That can be a multi-tiered, layered level because you could have a, an established regional act. Right. 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 I mean, Where, I would I would uh, say that um, Room Full of Blues mm-hmm. and Sting are both established <laughs> artists. Agreed. But if someone were to say, 
whose bank account would you rather swap? Sure. Yours with Roomful of Blues or right. yours with Sting? Right. I would take So, yeah, obviously. Sting. Obviously, there are, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I, Sting's a legacy artist, so I'm like, that's probably another level, right? Yep, right, right. So, um, right, legacy artist, if you're a legacy artist, you know it and you hate that term. Oh, you hate it. Because it just means you're old. <laughs> right. It just means you've been around a while and you're old. But That's it, all right. Fine. It means you know how many people want, do you know how many people aspire to be a legacy, to be a legacy artist? Right. It means you did not, you passed the 27 you year did old it. test. You made it. Right. You, exactly. You didn't Amy Winehouse or Kurt Cobain yourself. Or Jim Morrison. Or Jim Morrison or Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin or Jimi Hendrix or <laughs> any, any of the other 27s, 27 Club. But you got past that. Then you right. got through the third album slump. Right. And you yeah. got through the, I'm 40, what do I do? <laughs> can I do this after can I, 40? Can I still look cool? Then am, you, I, am I Lindsay Buckingham? Can I still unbutton my shirt? Right, exactly. Right. How is his chest hair not all gray? It is. Is it? Oh, yeah. Or does he dye his chest hair? No. The last tour that, you know, their version of the Hell Freezes Over tour, or whatever it was called. I don't right, remember right. what it was called. <laughs> but it, no, it was definitely, he had white hair. It was okay. definitely white. All right, well, good. Then he's aging. Yeah, right. And he, you know, he doesn't. Well, look, here's the thing. He is currently an established legacy artist who is no longer thinks it's valuable to tour with his band. Right. Right? So, he's not going on this tour. They're yeah. having Neil Finn and, help me, who's the other guy? And Robbie McIntosh. No. Not Mac. No, 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 no. Sorry, Mike Campbell. Mike Campbell. From uh, Tom Petty's band. From Tom Petty's band. From the Heartbreakers. Right, because Mike Campbell... Has some time on his hands now. Has some time on his hands now. And so. loves Fleetwood Mac songs. Absolutely. So here's the thing. He's going to play those parts incredibly well. It's going to be a great show. And people are going to actually get to see what a great guitar player Neil Finn is. So you know what's funny is that we're talking about this. You're right. There really is the fourth level, which sure. is legacy, legacy artists. I think we can safely say, though... We're not talking to legacy artists on this show. That most of the legacy artists are probably not listening to, listening to the podcast. They might be. And if they are, how's it going, Welcome. guys? We would love to have any of you on the show. Any of you. Just give us a call. Give us a call. Um, we will take your call. We totally will. But so, yeah. So, those are our three levels that we're looking at. Right. We're looking at aspiring, emerging, and established. And why is that important, Adam? It's a great question, Michael. Well, <laughs> you know, I like to say... I don't think you're going to be able to answer me that straight face. That was awesome. That's great. Excellent question, Michael. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Well, it starts with the idea that knowledge is power. Right. Right. And knowledge yes. of your career... Knowledge of who you are as a person is certainly useful Totally, because you can't be authentic unless you know who you are. Exactly. And as we've talked about many times. Many, many times. If you want success at all, you must be authentic. You must be authentic. And all of the people we've been talking about at all of these levels. Incredibly authentic. Authentic. All of them. Um, and so knowledge is power. Understanding who you are and what level you are is going to be really important. Yeah, it's going to color every. Every, literally every step that you make, every decision that you make, all the things that you do with your daily. Exactly. So no matter who you're talking to in the industry, or not in the, you know, in the, with the new modern music world, right. some of the, what air quotes, industry looks yeah. like, doesn't look like the industry anymore. Right. I mean, just think about, think about uh, fans who, who are curators of playlists. Right. Right. Tastemakers. Right. Right. I, if you think about, uh, you think about Instagram and you think about, um, trendsetters. Yeah. Right. Right. And influencers. Influencers. Yeah. Right. They're not really industry people. No, but, but in the modern world, we need to count influencers and people who curate playlists as, as industry people. They're Even the gatekeepers. It, it's exactly right. So let's say it's, you know, a woman in college, right? Yeah. yeah. A young lady in college. 
mm-hmm. who's got a playlist. A doodad. A doodad, if you will. Or, or whatever. Whatever, you know? exactly. Um, they have a playlist and they have great taste in music and right. and but they're not and they've got but they've got what but they get twenty five thousand followers right on but, their playlist but they're majoring in you know French literature biochemistry biochemistry exactly either one of those you know French literature and biochem it could be a double major double major because I don't know they what could, they're going to do they could do biochemistry in French it's exactly right we 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 do you reach right. out to them and that is a person now that's an industry person right. That is not in in the old no, not in the old model. It, it was the it paradigm. Was, the paradigm has shifted. The paradigm has shifted, people. It has. Very important that you know that. And it continues to it shift continues. on the daily. So, and again, going back to knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Understanding that the industry is is shifting and is changing. Right. Very important. Okay, so let's put it into perspective then. If you are at, let's say, the first two different levels, aspiring and emerging. Yes. And. You would like to be on that type of uh, person's curated playlist. Yes. The way that you reach out to them is going to be different. Correct. Depending on the different level that you're out, that you're at. Correct. Right? Yeah. And the likelihood that you will get played is probably slightly different. Not tremendous, not, not, not monumentally different. Right. But right. slightly different. Because as long as we have a great song, which we've established is the most important thing. You have a great song, guys, right? Right. And it doesn't matter if you wrote it. Nope. Or if your friend wrote it. Nope. Or if... Uh, or if it's an amazing cover. Amazing cover. Of a song from 20 years ago. Or if it is a song written by an emerging or aspiring songwriter mm-hmm. in Nashville, that happens to be New York, in your class LA, at Belmont. London, right. wherever, yes, right? Chicago. Exactly. Yep. Austin. Philly. Philly. Philly's a great town. Philly's a great town. Atlanta. Atlanta. You right. know what I mean? If this is an yeah. urban, if we're talking an urban, totally, it's absolutely Atlanta or Miami or Miami, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, but what does matter is how you're going to reach out to this person, the playlist person, right? Right. Or a tastemaker, right? Right. Or an influencer, right? Right. That it's you're going to reach out in a different way, and and not you. It's really important to not think about playing games. No, it's not it's, about games. It's about understanding. Your level. So, like, if we were to give an analogy of the difference between being a freshman in high school and a senior in high school. Right. Right. You're not a better person when you're a senior. No. Or more valuable as a human when you're a senior. No. Than when you're a freshman. Right. Although there are lots of juniors that would disagree with that. But yes. But but (laughs) you have more clout when you're a senior. You understand the way the school operates. You understand who the... uh, um, the the administrators are. You understand what right. you can and can't do at a more deep and cellular level when exactly. you're a senior you can than get you up, as a freshman. You can get up at a pep rally if they still have these things. Right. Uh, and be listened to in a different way Yeah. if you are a popular senior right. than you can if you are even a popular freshman. Exactly. Right? The rest of the school will listen to you in a different way. Correct. They will want to hear what you have to say. They will want you to entertain them. And when you're a freshman in high school, you're like, I get what's going on. I don't know why these people are like this. <laughs> and then when you're a senior and you look back at yourself as a freshman, you're like, ah, I did learn a few things. This right. is cool. Exactly. And that is sort of the pathway to yes. from aspiring to emerging to established artist. And just like you can't skip from freshman to senior. Amen. You cannot skip. From aspiring, aspiring to, 
to emerging to, or, or <laughs> the one that people mostly want to do is aspiring to established. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Now, emerging some, is where most of the work happens. Sometimes things happen, particularly in the modern world, mm-hmm. where you go from um, aspi- aspiring right. to people. You're not emerged. I mean, you're not established, though. You go from aspiring to people know who you are. Right. Right. And it might be at a gigantic level. Let's like the take, yodeling kid. Right. Yeah, but you know what? Do a little bit of research. Oh, I know. But he was still, he didn't, you know, have a huge fan base. He didn't no, have right. a right. He was he was practicing a lot. Yeah, but there's videos of him from two years ago oh, sure. in I mean, Nashville. Right. He was dressed doing, up in his, his outfit. Right. He was already doing it. Doing the thing. Yeah. But right. he wasn't, you couldn't consider him an emerging artist. No, he was still aspiring. Right. Right. And, but he went from aspiring to whoever was the brilliant person that took the <laughs> video of him in Walmart, like it, yeah. again, I'm doing air quotes, just randomly see a kid right, at it Walmart. Probably, it was probably his mom. Come on now. Or, or whoever his mom has hired. As a manager. As right. the manager, and they're paying to push right. through to the emerging stage. Right. Then he played Coachella. Right. Right? Now, yeah. once the yodeling, yodeling kid played Coachella, he's absolutely emerging, but where he is on that emerging bell curve i don't know right it's a little hard to say after one yodeling thing and a show at coachella that you're established right right yeah but it's a weird gray area i was thinking more like a few years ago rebecca black remember rebecca black sure. friday friday friday, friday <laughs> terrible friday. song okay so here's what happened there she put out a video of a a really not a subpar song Yes. That she had a hand in co-writing. Now, she was young. I don't know how young, but young. I don't either. Under, under 20, for sure. Right. I would guess under 18. And the studio where she recorded it also recorded a video right. and promoted it on YouTube. And it became a sensation, not because of the quality of the song, <laughs> because but because of the specter <laughs> of this thing. Where everybody's like, dude, have you seen that Friday song? I can't look away. I've watched it 10 times in a row. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> you know, and people were, this was early in the monetizing of, of right. YouTube, so there was a lot of money that was made. Yeah, sure. Right? But remember, we were in Nashville um, in Jim Zumwalt's office mm-hmm. with another artist, um, and while we were waiting for him, he had to go to his office and came back and said, yeah, that was Rebecca Black's lawyer. Wanted to see if we wanted to do some work together, and I don't know. It was like nine months after that had happened. Right. And she was trying to, like... Parlay it into... Parlay that balance. But here's the challenge with that kind of... And the reason I'm bringing that up is mm-hmm. that was a really interesting attempt at going from aspiring to established... Right. ...while skipping emerging. Right. Or at least skipping to the end of the line with emerging. Right. Right? Yeah. That didn't work out great. No. Now, she's back... I just, this is right, she's fresh in my mind. And she just okay. like went on America's Got Talent or something. Really? And I think she actually sings pretty well now. That's fantastic. But the challenge is now she's working against that whole, yeah, wait, well, are you the Rebecca Black from I, Friday? You know what? Here's the thing though. If she actually can sing now. Yeah. It won't matter. Right. Because that's where the whole, you know, any publicity is good publicity. Right. Just get a picture in, in and right. spell the name right. Exactly. So, but why it matters is, is because... You're going to need to know what part of those stages you're at in right. order to act appropriately in the next level. Exactly right. So if you're an aspiring, if you are an aspiring artist, and you just write started writing songs, mm-hmm. 
99.999% of the time, that does not mean that you are ready to go and spend a bunch of money recording those songs. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why home studios are so absolutely so useful absolutely. And, and, and important. Right? If you're an emerging artist and you have a fan base, you need to have recorded some material right, for them to listen to when they're not with you at a show. Exactly. Right? When you are not in their town, they need to have a way of listening to the music that you have, you know, got them to become fans of. Exactly. And remember, right. I'm, I'm sort of randomly pulling this out of thin air, but you figure you got a week to 10 days for a retouch. Right. Once you, once someone has seen you and they're like, you're awesome. Right. You maybe got their attention for a week to 10 days. Right. So if you can get them onto your social platforms. Right. Get them into a, a database list mm-hmm. so that they can casually now get reminded about you right so here's just a little great tip for any emerging artists out there or aspiring artists out there and you want to build up the uh, amount of traffic that you generate you want to build up your your email list which you do want to generate you do want to build that up because that's how you're going to reach out to them later every show that you're at tell anybody who joins your who who signs up on your email list that you will send them something yes can be anything free and here's the thing. It's a really easy automation process. Absolutely. You can set up an email sequence in whatever email platform mm-hmm. you're using, even if it's just your free MailChimp account. Definitely. So that it will automatically send them a free you know, link to a stream. It doesn't even have to download. You don't have to give it to them. A free link to a stream of an outtake of one of your songs. Absolutely. The other thing you can do is, is ask them to join your socials, tell yep. them to DM you, yep. and you will send them something free that way. Simpler than that. When you're taking um, pictures after the show, you're taking selfies after the show mm-hmm. with with people that are there. Yeah. Have them tag you in it. Perfect. Put it on their feed, mm-hmm. and then when you're driving or can't fall asleep in the hotel, <laughs> if you have a hotel, or on the floor wherever you're staying in the exactly. back of the club or in the field with your tent, <laughs> whatever. Um, Coyotes yelling, <laughs> but, but you can go back on the on and go through your socials and make sure anybody who tagged you, respond to them, follow them, comment on the picture, right, right, and become part of their world, right, exactly. So now this becomes less, this becomes less important the closer you get to that established correct. level, correct, right. This it's super important when you're aspiring, and at the beginning of emerging, right, exactly. You know, let's let's talk about the band that gets to the level of, you know, they can play a hundred shows every year at not quite arenas, but you know, maybe they're playing fifteen hundred seat, twenty five hundred seat. Okay, right, and they're selling out every single one of yes, them. Yes, this is we're we're definitely in well into the established right? artist level now. At this point. You're not looking for people to DM you anymore. That's that's right. Right. That's right. Like you're you're really not. You don't. That's not what you. Uh, what's going to help your career? Right. It isn't now. You still want to be interactive on socials. You know when you can, so that so that it matters. Yep. Right. But you know, let's say you're, you know, you're Taylor Momsen. Well, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Taylor Momsen's got. Uh, she's a very specific. Right, so that's that's actually next level from what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, guess. I mean that's so, that's 
Yeah. That's a million right. people on your Instagram and Right, and you're routinely getting forty four thousand people who like your Well and you photo. need and there's a lot. Yeah. I mean there's 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 you know, she needs a security detail. Right. Exactly. So that's a whole different All right, so skip down a level a couple yeah. of levels, a couple of rungs from there. Yes. Right. You're really not worrying all that much about building your emailing list. Oh, exactly. Anymore, right? Well, but again at that level you've got you've probably got management Well, you've got a team. And you've got a team. Right. That's right. doing that. Right. And so this is, I'm really glad you brought that up because how do you how do you attract a manager when right. you're an emerging artist, right? Well, the way to attract a manager is the same way that you attract a booking agent, the same way that you attract anybody in the industry is you show them that you don't need them. Right. And this is, okay, I want you to say that again. Just say that again. Right. So the way to attract people to your team as an artist is to show them through your actions that you do not need them. Right. And that is a very uncomfortable truth. It is. That is really true throughout everything. Right. So, you know, you're looking around, you really want someone to love and you need that so bad and you just can't find it. And then you finally give up. You're like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to live my life alone. Just me and the cats and fine. (laughs) But if you get happy happy with with it, not be happy with it. Exactly. You get centered and happy in that. You've got this nice life. You tend to run into people and that's when everybody talks, tells the story of meeting their soulmate. Exactly. Right. Because you now I have no there's no empirical evidence for that. That no, I but can there, point to. No, but, but there is empirical evidence in the industry that if you want to attract yes. a manager or a booking agent or a label or a publisher, yeah. that you need to already be successful in whatever the part of their specialty is yeah. happening. Yes, exactly. Right? If you listen to Rick Barker, Rick Barker will tell you that if you think you need a major label. Who is Rick Barker? Rick Barker, he was he's a, he's a um, an artist development guy in Nashville, and and he has a great podcast. And um, I'm just queuing him up. I know who Rick Barker is. Okay, I'm, I'm saying that I know. I'm playing along. Um, he he was he had a big part in uh, Taylor Swift's career. I mean, he was a, her original manager, I believe, is right. where what their relationship was, mm-hmm. and helped break her uh, that initial um, bit. And and he, but he's, he's super plugged into the industry, mm-hmm. particularly the Nashville and and right. uh, the major label world. Um, and he's he's like, if you think you need a major label to have the career you want, you will never get a major label. Right. The only way that you would get a major label deal is if you're somebody who's willing to and believes they can do it themselves. Right. Without a major label, then you basically have what it takes. To get to attract a major label, right? So, talking, speaking with with booking agents, right? They will tell you that they don't sign somebody from a showcase. No, nope. if they like you at a showcase, they will then do their go down the rabbit hole research, yes, and find out. Okay, where are you playing? Right. How many fans do you have? How often do you tour? How often do you release music? How right? What's what's been the run up to me seeing you do this killer, right? You know, appearance at a at a showcase, right? And if it looks like you've already been doing all the legwork, right? Well, now they're interested, right? If you would be doing this, whether or not they pick you up, then they're interested in working with you. Exactly. It, there is no savior who's going to take all the work off your plate, right? And finally, you just get to eat Cheetos and <laughs> you know wake up at the crack of noon and go down in the lobby and wait for the limo. That is not the industry we live in. Right. And you know what? For a big portion of it, it really wasn't the industry we lived in anyway yeah. because that's not what Mick Jagger ever did. Right. 
Okay, yes, there was a period of time where Mick Jagger, early in his career, was like, oh, he's wasted, he's all on drugs. and Right. But you know what? He's been working and drinking carrot juice and had a personal trainer since like the late 70s, early 80s. Right. And and worked harder than, and he, he, they, he became their manager. Right. Didn't want a manager anymore because he wanted control. Exactly. Really successful artists, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, uh, Jay-Z, um, Beyonce. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. These are people that work harder than you could ever imagine. And yes, they all have teams as well, mm-hmm. but they're the head of their team. Exactly. And there's nothing going on right. that they aren't aware of and or involved in. Right. right. So if you want to be in this industry and be successful, even at that toppermost of the poppermost level, right. you've got to be ready to be doing it. Right. And this should be something you want to be doing. Exactly. And again, since we're talking about this in terms of trying to help describe why it's important to know where you are, what stage of your career development you're at, those are important topics because you need, it's important to wake up every day and go, okay, what's going to be the most helpful thing for my career right now? Exactly right. What do I do today that's going to help? propel me to the next level. Yeah. Right? And rather than waking up and feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this. Right? It's And we all feel that way sometimes. Right. That's, exactly. That, that's, that's, we're not talking about the, you know, the occasional, you know, you know, artists, you know, <laughs> crisis of the soul. No, right? I'm right, not talking right. about that. I'm talking about, you know, sitting around and thinking, well, if I could just get so-and-so to do this for me. Right? Right. Or, wow, I don't even, I don't really know what to do next. So one of the things that's that, it, well, many of the things that are important to do is to really on the daily figure out where you are in comparison on that yeah. line yes. of aspiring, emerging, established, right? established. Well, you probably once you're established, you're not thinking about it anymore. What we're all shoot, what what most artists are shooting for is to be somewhere at the at the height of emerging, bordering on. Established. established. And really right. what we all want looking at it is to be established. Sure. Right? To Absolutely. be on the cover of the magazines, to have right. sold out shows. Well, not everybody. Some people, you know, some, look, right. Ani right. DeFranco, that was never her, you know, that was not her, uh, you know, her mojo. She was not looking to be. True. And, and arguably the most successful indie artist. Certainly the first hugely successful indie, indie artist, uh, you know, of of this modern era, era for yeah. sure. And if you don't know who Ani DeFranco is, um, go check go her check it out. out. It's A N A N I is the how you spell it. And then so. DeFranco, she's yeah. amazing, just amazing, absolutely amazing, amazing. So, not everybody wants that. Some people right. want to be a regional act, right? Some people want to. Some people would would love to, you know, continue with their, you know, day job because they like their day job and it makes good money and pays them benefits. Um, but they they have to be an artist as well and so their aspiration is to be you know the regional person that everybody comes to or they want they still need to write songs right so it i have no evidence about this but i'm going to push back and disagree slightly okay and say if you really talk to any of those and they were honest any of those people and they were honest with you Mm -hmm. and you're like but if you could flip a switch and make more money then you're making it your day job. <laughs> Would you want to do music full time? Sure. 
Okay. I can't fair think enough. of one person that wouldn't go, absolutely, man. Okay, I'd do fair. this full time. My life would be awesome. Okay, fair enough. Right? Fair enough. But if you're if you're somebody who's realistic about at this moment in your life, in your career, in your job word, right. in, in your career split, yeah. you need to keep your day job. Right. Then understanding where are you? Are you aspiring? Right, is important. Or are you emerging? It's still going to be important because it answers right. that question why do I care? What exactly? That you're going to run into all the time. Right. And it may not be a question that anybody's going to actually vocalize to you, but that's no. that's certainly the question that is always on the on the mind of people in the industry. We and, we think about that all the time when we're sending emails to people to have on the show mm-hmm. or to partner with for, to do other Mm-hmm. things or to yeah. you know whatever Th- that we're like all right what is the angle why would they care about this what how is right. this beneficial for them what's okay. my value add what's what's our value add in this situation okay cool which is helpful for us to compose the words we're we're right. uh, sending to them and and what the intent is and being realistic about what the time frame is when they get back to us and right and and what how quickly we want to get back to them and and how whatever what 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 is the where are we in this situation? Right. Right? Right. Well, and that, again, to, to be more specific about for the artists in terms of what, in what way does this affect? So there are things like, you know, we've ta- I know we've talked about gig swaps before. On right. And Which really goes under the networking umbrella. It totally does. And, and right, so all of networking is going to be done with this in mind. Yeah. Right. Yep. That you might shoot for somebody who's a little bit more established than you. Right. Are. Right. When you're doing right. gig swaps. When you're doing gig yeah. swaps. But you're not gonna, you're not gonna shoot for, the person who is you know ten levels above you, right? Because it's not you have nothing, of real value to bring to the table. Even if you're an ama- if you're the most amazing performer ever, and you might actually, lift up their show and mm-hmm. and add something. To, to be an opener for them. Exactly. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to communicate that right. if you don't have numbers to prove it. Exactly. Or it could also be a situation where, let's say somebody wants to uh, mentor you and take you on the road with them. Right. Right? If you don't have a fan base, then to ask them to pay you to right. do that would be inappropriate. Right. Because they're paying you through experience and exposure. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So... See how that just that that one slight little change mm-hmm. matters in terms of how you're going to then, you know, establish, you know, in this relationship, what your role is going to be. Right. 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 You only have a certain amount that you can bargain with. Right. So, but let's say that you are, you've done that already with somebody who is established mm-hmm. in that world. And then somebody else who might have a seemingly slightly bigger uh, fan base than you do wants to split a bill with you in a town where you just came from. Right. Right. Where you know you've got 50 new fans. Right. If they talk about making it a 70-30 split with you getting 30, you can say, well, you know what? I mean, I just was there and I've got 50 active fans right. in that area. So I really think that 40-60 or 50-50 is going to be a more appropriate split. Right. Right. And that may be a thing that is appropriate. And you're going to know if that's appropriate mm-hmm. if you know. If you understand where you are on that 
Yeah. Really on that spectrum. Yeah. So it's about you understanding. Emerging and and established. It's about you understanding your value. And we're we're certainly not encouraging you to undervalue yourself. Oh my God. That's exactly it. Thank you for putting it that way. That's exactly it, Adam. It is it is about knowing what you're being able to evaluate your value. Yeah. In terms of your career. Right. And not we're not now here we're not talking about talent. Nope. We're not talking about because everybody who wants to be in the music business, hopefully thinks they're a star right absolutely of some level and whatever that means well and we're not going to talk to the lowest common denominator we're going to talk to these are all all of these talks are are under the under the assumption that you have great songs and you're and you are talented that you're awesome right right that you're and you're just looking for specific ways to enhance your career and move forward better and knowing your value Mm mm-hmm um, and not undervalue, not being f- nope. like not false humility. Oh, geez, I don't know what it might value. No, I'm talking no, about. You can have some false humility. Yeah, but outwardly, but not <laughs> right. inwardly. Right. Inwardly, no. you have to know. You have to be right size. Well, that's not false humility. That's, right. That's that's too much humility. That's then now you're talking about you know low self esteem. Low self esteem. That's, yeah, right. that's that's a whole a tip, therapy exactly. thing. Exactly. That's that's we're whole not ther- podcast. We're not, we're not, not therapists, not, nor do we play them on. Exactly. <laughs> neither one, neither Adam or Michael is a licensed <laughs> therapist. Um, <laughs> But, but understanding your value and understanding your right size within the industry, within yes. relationships, within networking, within yes. uh, your relationship with your fans. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, you, I mean, you should always be respectful of your fans. But, Completely. But, but understanding, um, staying out of contact a little bit while you're in the studio with someone who keeps texting you, who happens mm-hmm. to have your number, if you're an established artist with 10,000 people on your Instagram and you're regularly drawing 500 people to a club, right. that's fine. Right, but if you're a, re, a a new local artist and it's somebody who maybe really comes to your show all the time, hey, mm-hmm. text them back, man. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you don't have anything going on, and 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 make sure that you're you're really developing a relationship and being a decent human, right. even if you have <laughs> while you're going doing on. it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So yeah. you know, no, be right sized. Exactly. Understand your value. Exactly. And um, remember that the titles are what we're looking at here: aspiring, emerging, established. And hopefully, everybody's going to get a chance to go through all three of those. Oh, yeah. Right? That's oh, the yeah. idea. Absolutely. That's keep, the goal. Keep listening. Keep listening. And we we're going to... We will keep giving you little nuggets to uh, to jump on and hold and, on to. And, and making sure we get you the information from the people who wouldn't take your call yet. <laughs> and uh, let you know where... But they will. They will. That's that's the that's the point. And, and while you're doing that, remember, you got this. We got you, guys.